Welcome to the Family Connections Podcast, where we are connecting parents and families to God, each other, and the church. Thanks for joining us for this special episode of Family Connections Podcast. Actually, all five hosts of the podcast are here today, and we want to share with you uh, during these very difficult times, uh, mm. a, a new season, probably the words like uh, surreal and strange yeah. come to mind with uh, schools uh, uh, being out and uh, closed and different businesses, and uh, especially what we'd like to do for parents and for families is to, to give a couple of... Uh, uh, encouraging words as well as some practical mm. tools during this uh, very interesting time that we're mm. in right now. And so I'd like to have each of our hosts share a couple things that I think will help us to be very intentional and uh, practical uh, during this, uh, this season of uncertainty where we could actually uh, enjoy our families and yeah. uh, help yeah. to teach and to train and love them in uh, in different ways than maybe we've done in the past. And so, uh, Melanie, I'd love for you to uh, start us off and share a few words. Okay. So what we're thinking about, um, this time is so crazy, but even that aside, life is stressful. Yeah. And this yeah. isn't going to be the last stressful situation that we go through. Yes. So as parents, we really want to focus on being good role models for our children hmm. And that's really tough, isn't it, sometimes? Um, I think there was an old um, quote. It's been out for a long time now. I think it was actually business-related. But the goal was to begin with the end in mind. Mm. And I think about that when we realize that our kids will be handling stressful situations their whole lives. So if we're thinking of the end in mind, how do we want them to respond to stressful situations right. that they're going to face. Right. So we want to be good role models and we're going to press into the Lord and trust him and ask for wisdom every minute of every day in how to do that. And, um, you know, the truth is your kids may not always pay attention to every direction that you give them, but they are definitely going to imitate your actions. Sure. They know they are so tuned in to their parents, especially young children so tuned in they know where you are they know everything especially when you don't think they're listening to you they are hearing every word and you have to remember that they don't have the broad the big picture perspective that adults do and so they don't understand a lot of what they're hearing and yet they always sense that feeling of stress and even really little children who may not understand the actual words that you're using you may notice they might be crying a lot more or they mm-hmm. might be fighting with each other mm-hmm. more because they definitely pick up on your tension and your stress. Yeah. And um, so clearly we know that there's reason to be stressed, right? So we have to figure out how to balance the fear that we have and really let faith take over with that. Mm-hmm. And we want to show our kids that even in the midst of real and serious issues, God's peace can still be in us and with us, and he will still give us the strength to act Mm. well in that. Um, So everything that you say and do and feel definitely goes into them. It becomes a part of how they're going to respond in the future and how they're going to respond even through this. Yeah. 
So I think it's really important in doing that. The only way we can possibly be good role models is by letting the Holy Spirit do that in us. Mm -hmm. So that means we need to be sure as parents that we are continuing to be in the word, that we Mm -hmm. are continuing to pray and ask God throughout all of our days what, how to handle this and what for discernment, wisdom, for kindness, all of those things that he loves to give us and is really desiring to give us. Um, So we want to pray. We want to pray together with our families. We also want our kids to see us praying with our spouses and on our own to really solidify for them that God is always with us. His promises never change. He said he would always be with us. He would never leave us or forsake us. And he can always be depended on. Um, And then also I was thinking about um, there's a proverb that says a soft answer turns away wrath. Mm -hmm. It also turns away anxiety, fear, stress. Mm -hmm. So the second thing that I was thinking about is if we can choose our words and our tone wisely, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that will be a great help. Um, words, I'm sure you know words are really important, and the words that you use actually modify the mood of the, the situation. Yeah. So we really want to, if you can think of words that are kinder and gentler than, you know, words that would inflame anxiety, choose the gentler ones. <laughs> we want to be accurate. We don't want to, you know, downplay anything, but if we can speak in a calm tone of voice with words that aren't quite as anxiety producing, that would be a good thing. Um, and then the other thing, a lot of times parents are afraid that if they lose it and get mad and start yelling at their kids, somehow they've completely blown it. And now this child has no hope of ever growing up following the Lord <laughs> yeah. because look, if I can't even do it and I'm a terrible mm-hmm. role model. Yeah. So mm-hmm. the thing is, apologize, apologize yeah. to your kids. Mm-hmm. If you mess up, we are all going to mess up. And mm-hmm. I know all of us here have had to, yeah. well, maybe not Savannah <laughs> yet because there's baby so little, but we all ha- will have to apologize to our kids at some point because we are not perfect. Amen. And when we can go to them and say, Hey, I really lost it. I should not have done that. And I am so sorry. I've asked the Lord to forgive me for that. And I want you to forgive me too. Um, that I think that goes a long way in helping them because they're going to lose it at times too. Mm-hmm. Yep. And they're going to need to apologize to people too. Right. So um, definitely there's no weakness. In fact, that's actually strong to be able to do that, to put aside your pride and go and apologize and make it right. And then the other thing that I was have really been, has been on my heart, that we need to communicate clearly and positively to our kids about what's going on. Some people have the temptation to ignore it and just sweep it under the rug and pretend like everything's fine. Your kids know it's not fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, pretty sure that they know it's not fine. Um, so I know there's a, a quote from the Mr. Rogers movie that came out recently that's been on Facebook. People keep reposting it of how his mom, Mr. Rogers' mom, when he was a child, whenever he would be afraid of something or you know, panicking about something, she would say, look for the helpers. There's always people helping. Mm. And that's really great. But as Christians, I think we need to take it a step further and we need to be those helpers that people will look to and see. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So we're going to be in a little bit, we're going to be talking about some ways maybe that you can think about for your family to be able to, to do that. But we want to be the helpers Mm. in that. Um, And the, the last thing is really listen to your kids because I am sure they have fears 
or anxieties that are probably very different than yours, depending on how old they are. Um, so when you're talking to them, just listen. Don't lead the witness or put the ideas of what your fears are and ask them, well, are you afraid of that too kind of thing? Just listen to them and validate whatever it is that they're feeling. To them, it's just as real and just as important as any feeling that you have. Um, just an example, thinking a little child whose goldfish dies to an adult that's like, we'll go to, you know, they're a dime a dozen. That's no big deal. Right. To that child, that pain is just as intense as mm -hmm. it would be for an adult to lose a, a friend or a job or anything because that feeling is the same. So we don't ever want our kids to feel like their feelings don't matter because they mm -hmm. do. Mm -hmm. And we want to be sure that we can validate their fears and we can also take them to the Lord with them. And one, um, a really great time, and I know we have church families that are already doing this because their kids tell me, um, but parents that read scripture to their children or sing scripture songs to their children or memorize verses together right before they go to sleep. You got a captive audience, especially if you have young kids, because they don't want to go to bed. <laughs> Somehow they think everything at night is more fun. So, oh, yeah. but they're so they're going to try to stay awake as long as they can. And you can talk with them. You can read them scripture. You can any of that, which is so helpful not only for them to have a good night's sleep, but whatever you're thinking about as you're falling asleep is what your brain will work on through the night as well. And so hopefully they can wake up rested and you can start again. And figure out what the new thing is for the next day. <laughs> oh. Yeah, figuring out the, ne the next day, the next day. And, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, personally for me, this has just been a whirlwind. I mean, he, every day something changes every day. There's a new information every day. Mm -hmm. I'm getting told this is stopping and this is going to be postponed and yada, 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 and on and on. And, man, my rhythm has just been messed up. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we have before this, this three weeks ago, you had your family schedule. This is what obviously for most of us with school, kids right. here in school, and then there's sports schedules or there's dance schedules, there's ballet, there's this and that. Mm -hmm. For for our church families, a lot of our kids are in Awana and there's that or in youth group on the mm -hmm. Tuesday night. Mm -hmm. and, and that's just out the window. And so what do you do when <laughs> when the family rhythm is, is completely, it's completely thrown off and I, I want to encourage you that obviously you may know this but to remind you that our family rhythm is going to change but it's a day-by-day -day change and I, I think that I think that sometimes we we may feel the pressure that we have to have everything right on order um to and have it figured out right away and we should be in the process of that, uh, the process of that knowing that we have things that what you were talking about Melanie reading scripture mm -hmm. before bed things that we can have already been doing or we hope that mm -hmm. we already been doing I try to do this with my girls so does Janelle um, that we can continue to do to keep that rhythm mm -hmm. while trying to find new things in that rhythm. Like, mm -hmm. And in a little bit, we're going to talk about the how-tos of that. But uh, knowing that this is a perfect training ground of trying new things, I, I want to encourage our families and anybody listening, any family, whether it's in our church or outside of our church, to not, be okay with trying new things and it's okay to fail at that. And that's when you reach out to your church friends, your, your family, like, hey, what are you doing in the midst of this? No one's got a blueprint. No one raised me when I was growing up to be pretty for when the world gets canceled and stopped. And I heard a question a couple of days ago is, what would you do literally if everything got canceled? And sure enough, everything got canceled. And now I'm trying to figure it out because yeah. no one knows. And this is literally a training ground for what do we do as a family? Because if we do it right and seeking those family rooms, yeah, there will be some things like, I probably shouldn't do that again. Or this didn't work for our family. I know it worked for our friends, but it didn't work for us. Mm. However... 
this is hopefully going to bring our family closer because we're on this journey together. It's not mom and dad just right. on the journey by themselves, right. not the kids on the journey by themselves. We're on it together. Some of you are parents who are at home now with your kids who are at home from school or childcare, um, and it's all a new thing. So let's try to find what that looks like. But I want to encourage you all to give grace to yourselves as well in this and to each mm-hmm. other. I think, so, again, we try to feel like we have to have it right. If I mess up, then everything's wrong. And the more great realizing that we can, we are living in the grace of Jesus that is endless. And because man, I have, I, there's never a moment in my life where I didn't need grace, but I need to learn that I'm learning. I, I was in process before this situation came about and I'm in even more process right now. So that means I need even more grace. And so sure. Jesus, I'm going to come before you. Give me your wisdom. Give me your knowledge as I lead this, as I try to find what this new family rhythm is. And for however long this is, you may be finding when things, whenever they do get back to the old normal and our new normal, you may be finding things that, oh, I learned this in this old, in this crazy time, but I'm going to take that over. This is, a, again, a, a laboratory for you as a family, for you as parents to grow and what it looks like to do things together as a family. So I want to encourage you. And again, we're going to talk about the how-tos in a minute, but to try those new things, but give grace. It's okay if you mess up. It's okay if something doesn't work. Keep trying. Keep pushing at it because, again, we're a team doing this together as a family, not just one person, a part of the family, but together we're doing that. Yeah, and I think before we move over to Savannah for just a moment, as we mentioned in previous podcasts, one of the main things is finding out what are our family values? What are sure. the mm-hmm. um, core things that we always go back to in terms of our identity as a family? And yep. so, as you said, yeah, the new rhythms, the structure will change. Mm-hmm. We will implement and reaffirm and communicate those core values and those pieces of our family identity in a different manner. But those are our anchoring points. Um, so our structure might change. Our rhythm is changing. But our anchor point stays the same. We are founded underneath the authority, the love, the care, the institution. Like God made family. He breathed that into existence and gave Mm -hmm. us the command to carry it out. So while those things in terms of structure and rhythm change, our core values and our anchor stays the same. Mm -hmm. And I know Savannah was going to give us some new ideas for how to interact. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, I just want to start out by saying, um, and maybe for a lot of you parents, you know that if you Google things to do with my kid at home during the coronavirus, uh, you will see <laughs> dozens of articles on this. You and sound so, like you've Googled it already. <laughs> <laughs> so you might get to this point in the podcast and think, please don't give me any more ideas. Um, so I won't give you too big of a list um, because I recognize that some of you might have already looked into this uh, or you have the opportunity to look into it. Um, but I do want to let you know uh, you don't have to try it all. Yeah. And you don't have to try it all right at the beginning. Right. Um, this is only, what, we're four days, three days, oh gosh, three days into this week. I've lost count. <laughs> I've lost it count. feels like it's been a year. I don't know if anyone else feels that way. Uh, yeah. It's been three days of um, no school, at least in our neighborhood, uh, of no school and just the past day or so of them recommending not going outside and limiting group time to 10 people or less. Um so don't feel like you have to try 12 new activities every day. Uh, There Mm -hmm. is Mm -hmm. time and space and your kids are not expecting 12 new activities every day. (laughs) Mm -mm. Don't set that standard early on. (laughs) (laughs) Don't don't set yourself up for that failure because you'll get very tired. Um, So that's just my first uh, piece of advice there. Um, The other thing is that uh, Melanie touched on it, but... Keeping some sort of structure will be so helpful for you during this time. Um, 
kids thrive off certainty. Uh, adults do as well, but yep. we learn to yep. cope a little bit more. <laughs> um, but kids need that certainty. And if you lose the structure during the day, they're not going to know what's coming next. They're not going to know if it's snack time or game time or screen time or whatever it is. So from the beginning, just set that. It can be really simple. It can be we start the morning breakfast and then we do an hour of school time. And then Mm -hmm. just like they do at school, you can do a 15 minute recess and Mm. you can go to your backyard and play or, you know, go on a walk outside. Um, But set a little bit of a structure for yourself, uh, Mm. most importantly for your kids. And then another encouragement as you're doing your schoolwork is to not compare yourself to homeschooling families. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, They have been doing it longer than you. They (laughs) have curriculum books and uh, have had time to prepare further in advance. So don't look at another parent and think, oh my gosh, I'm failing my kid for the rest of their lives. They're never going to know what they should have learned in fourth grade. And that'll be my fault. Um, Don't put that pressure on yourself. (laughs) Uh, We talk about it a lot on the podcast and it is especially important to remember right now that God has made you to be your child's parent and has equipped you for that. And you probably never thought that he equipped you to be a parent in the midst of a pandemic. But (laughs) here we are. And (laughs) we still firmly believe that you are the best parent for your child. So rest in that truth if you start to feel insecure or uncertain if you're handling the situation best. So just for a few ideas, um, you can break out the old board games. Maybe your family plays them a lot and maybe they don't, but those can be a fun hands-on option, breaks up the screen time and the school time. Mm. Um, Might get a little bit crazy and you can cut it off if the tears start coming in candy (laughs) land, but (laughs) it's a good activity to fill up some time. And can I just interject as a parent of a four and two-year-old, I've Mm -hmm. actually found games for that age group that they can tangibly play that are not like tons of rules and they can actually play and they do enjoy that. That is out there. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it doesn't have, it shouldn't, it should not be Monopoly. Don't use that <laughs> wow. conflict into your Feeling family. Some, feel that's, some a, there. that's a subjective opinion. Monopoly but, deals uh, a lot easier, but yeah. That's true. <laughs> um, another thing, something that kids love, I loved it as a kid, is building forts in your living room mm, with yeah. blankets. Um, if you feel like it, you can have each kid build an individual fort and say, it's fort time. Everyone go to their individual fort. Um, if you're at that place where <laughs> your kids might be needing a little bit of space. Um, but kids love building blanket forts. Um, so definitely that's a great idea. Um, you can FaceTime family members. Yeah. Um, I have talked to my brother in Oregon this week more than I've talked to him for the past month. Uh, So it's a great time, especially for kids to get to connect with grandparents. It doesn't even have to be a distant relative. It can be the cousins who live down the street, but you just can't see them as much right now. Uh, So use that time for connecting with family members or friends. Um, Other parents might be willing to give their kids the phone so your kid can talk to their friend that Mm. they're not going to see at school for a while. Uh, That can feel... As much as we're feeling isolated, our kids are feeling that too, and they're missing their friends. Mm -hmm. So give them that opportunity if that's uh, an option for you. Um, There are plenty of educational videos on YouTube that are fun and geared toward kids. There are also a lot of zoos right now that have uh, cameras set up. You can watch the the animals, watch the whales, whatever, um, just to give your kids uh, a little bit of a break, but still some educational time there. Um, you can do a scavenger hunt. Uh, mm-hmm. You can 
pick 10 items from your house and hide them around the house <laughs> and it will keep the kids occupied. Yeah. Uh, you can hide them in really hard places if you feel like it. And <laughs> kids will take that challenge on and you can send them on a hunt. Um, so there are a lot of options. Uh, and you can, again, look on articles on Pinterest and even just Google them and you'll find so many options. Uh, but one thing that I also want to give you, the parent, as an option uh, is self-care time. Yeah, You can tell your kids, mom or dad needs 20 minutes so everyone is going to go to their room and read for 20 minutes or play on their own for 20 minutes or whatever it is. Um, but moms and dads, we acknowledge that you need rest right now. Mm-hmm. And this is going to be an exhausting time. And it's unprecedented and nobody likes change and your kids might struggle with it. Mm. And they're together all day and so there might be more sibling fights. And we want you to find time to rest and to know that that's okay. That's not a selfish thing. That's a healthy decision for your family. Um, You will parent better when you are coming from a place of rest than a place of stress. So don't be afraid to set that time. You can work it into the schedule. You can say, after lunchtime, we each take 20 minutes. um, And we entertain ourselves. We sit by ourselves. uh, And that will be so helpful for you. just in having a healthier dynamic at home. So I know that was a lot uh, and hopefully (laughs) wasn't too overwhelming, but maybe encouraging just to know that God is equipping you for this, Mm -hmm. that there's grace for you in the midst of this, and there are endless ideas if you decide you want to venture into those on Google. Yeah, and as you started off there talking at the end about you know, self-care and making sure that we as parents come from a place of replenishment, that we're not just running on empty. Um, I think that is so key. Um, So I do want to mention also another way that we can be intentional at this time is elevate our sense of care, not just Mm -hmm. for ourselves. And of course, first, tend to your family, tend to Mm -hmm. the people that are immediately in your home. And of course, uh, yourself, you have to balance that level of, okay, I need to go to the mountaintop to be with the Lord right now. Um, just as Jesus did. I need to go mm-hmm. off, right. spend some time in prayer and understanding um, what's the difference between, you know, just vegging and rest. I'm resting right. with God. Uh, Nurturing versus numbing. Is yeah, a, absolutely. Because <laughs> it's so easy to do that. Um, and so as we look at that, first we recognize we need the care that we have. But then we, as Melanie was talking about, we are also called to be the helpers to the world. We have mm-hmm. hope. We have mm-hmm. assurance and security in who we are. Um, and that God has given us good things to do still today, right? Mm-hmm. Even though yep. certain things have been limited and the way in which we're used to serving is not as programmed, is not as structured, um, we are absolutely still commanded to love our neighbor. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so I think that's a really cool way where we can sit down as a family and talk creatively. Right. So if you haven't had that kind of mm-hmm. a, a sit down meeting, hey, what right. are ways that we can care for your friends, for ooh, our neighbors? And then Hopefully you hear your kids actually come up with these ideas. Don't give them everything if you've already kind of made your own list. Mm-hmm. Try to let your kids breathe these things and these ideas into existence because that that signifies ownership, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And if they say, hey, let's go hang out with our neighbors versus you saying, by the way, a new family chore is to, mm-hmm. you know, in some way care for our neighbors. It's just very different, right? right. Our kids yep. have this sense of positivity. This is my idea. Look, my family is taking this into their structure and into their rhythm and Mm -hmm. I actually have dictated something for my family how cool and powerful does that feel for a child Uh, the influence that they have 
But some things that we can do that are pretty tangible, um, notes and cards out to convalescent homes. Mm -hmm. Uh, There are obviously um, that age bracket is um, the people that have the highest risk right now when it comes to Mm -hmm. the effects from COVID-19. So sending out cards to convalescent homes that they can have those passed around to different people. Uh, Another one is that obviously medical facilities are not being shut down. Those are the people who um, don't have the opportunity to work Mm -hmm. from home. Uh, I know that some people are experiencing that, some are not. But um, sending cards to nursing stations, uh, that is such yeah. an encouragement. Like, hey, I'm you know Tommy, and you don't know me, but uh, I've been thinking about how you care for people that come into mm-hmm. the hospital. Thank you so much for doing that. What an awesome way to just, again, no uh, strings attached, just complete unconditional love to those that are serving. Um, and then another one, again, we do want to care for our neighbors. So this is a great opportunity if you're like me and haven't met all of your neighbors yet, <laughs> sending letters and just dropping things off um, to communicate, hey, we love you, we care for you. Have you been able to go out and get supplies? Uh, yeah. If that's something that you're able to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's one of the things that I think local churches are trying to do. What are ways that we can continue to care spiritually? So we're, a lot of people, a lot of churches are providing you know, curriculum to do at home, devotionals and things like that, streaming, obviously, services for the most part. But then what are other ways that we can tangibly care for the people around us? Um, And so one of those things is check with your local church. Um, Are people coordinating meals to shut-ins? Are there people that are trying to find just necessary home Mm -hmm. supplies to get back to those individuals that are not able to leave their home or haven't had the opportunity to do so? Um, So I'm excited for ways that we can encourage one another as a family, as a church, and I know that these are some new things and new ideas. As everyone has said, mm-hmm. I want to reaffirm that um, hearing all of these things hopefully does not become a burden, but rather, again, just a, a, an understanding and a lens, a shift sometimes in our thinking mm-hmm. that God has got work for us to mm-hmm. do today. And that is exciting because we have a world that is ready mm-hmm. for care, yep. in mm-hmm. all honesty, and we That's get right. to be the agents of that care. You know, I thank each of you for sharing those kind of things. You know, it's really interesting that, um, you know, Family Connections podcast, we're, we're centered in SoCal in Los Angeles area and Glendora. And so uh, we don't know what snow days are. So I got, rel- <laughs> I got relatives in Minnesota and they're like, hey, we've been training for this all yep. winter. And uh, but in all seriousness, it's, it's a shift of, of mm-hmm. mindset mm-hmm. and practice, you know, mm-hmm. I, kind of in all seriousness, but a, a little bit tongue in cheek. Someone said to me last week. You know, I've been wanting to spend more time with my family. Uh, I just didn't think it was going to look like this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I, I thank you for the practical ideas and the sentiment behind this season mm-hmm. and realizing that um, how we as parents navigate that process through that is going to be um, huge for mm-hmm. our families, for our kids. And the ideas that you have all shared, I, I think it's really important for us to as we prayerfully and thoughtfully consider um, our actions and how we work through stuff. Uh, just a, a note for those that have um, you know, college students, for example. So mm-hmm. I have a couple of kids in college that are back home right now and also teaching at university. I've had many that have abruptly had to move home, yeah. uh, some of whom are um, out of country. And they're going through a grieving process. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. some of you had already mm-hmm. touched on the aspect of allowing that to um, converse with our kids. And, and when they mention that they're sad, that we can say, yeah, I'm sad too. And, and there's certain things like they might not have a graduation. They might not mm-hmm. have these yeah. certain things. And just like you said with a, a goldfish, uh, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's different. 
It mm-hmm. might in our mind seem to pale in comparison, but for their world, mm-hmm. and especially for college students, you know, they're, they're, they're not five-year-olds and six-year-olds, yeah. mm-hmm. but I think that sometimes we forget with older kids that, that they get it. And there's a difference between our head and our heart, sure. you know, mm-hmm. and we're, we're out of right. sync. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of things that we've talked about that intellectually parents at home or whoever's, you know, listening to this, uh, educators as well. And on the go, you might be nodding your head, but your heart is still saying, yeah, but what about? And mm-hmm. so within that, that tension, the processing, I really appreciate the things that you've all mentioned. And, and to our listeners, we really want to make sure that you feel encouraged and inspired in what you're doing as parents mm-hmm. and especially now Absolutely. realizing the stress mm-hmm. of where we're all at in our parenting journey in light of this particular time of not knowing how long it would last it mm-hmm. is a venture for us to trust in god um, right. mm-hmm. the fact that god mm-hmm. is in control when it doesn't seem like uh, things are in control. We certainly aren't in control. (laughs) And the very fact that he cares and that we could be an example for our kids and grandkids and the, and the kids that we care for, um, that they know that God loves them and that we love them Mm -hmm. and it's going to look different. And I, I think back of, um, what Sav, uh, said about kids talking to each other, FaceTiming, realizing that our, our kids are missing friendships. They're missing they're if they're in a in a school they're missing their school setting yeah and uh so all those things that we're mindful of that and it doesn't mean to put on a a a cheery face but to be genuinely Mm -hmm. hopeful and caring as we go through this together as a family so once again thank you so much for listening to this special episode and we look forward to uh, connecting with you in the days ahead Thank you for listening to this episode today. Family Connections podcast is hosted by the family ministry team of Cornerstone Bible Church. For resources and more information about the church, please go to cbcglendora.org. We would love to connect with you. Here are a couple of ways. Subscribe to Family Connections. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Interact with episode topics, ask questions, and share ideas on our site, familyconnections.buzzsprout.com. Do you like what you hear? Please leave a review. We look forward to being with you next time on the Family Connections Podcast.